Um, but it's just, I've been coming out of my cage and I've been doing just bad. <laughs> Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today, we're going to talk about season one, episode 18, It's Only a Test. It's only a test. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a test. Is there an echo in here? (laughs) Mary, what happened this week? The students at West Bev are preparing to take the SATs. Steve tries to sell Brandon on Alfred B. Cook's expensive prep course, which Andrea believes provides wealthier students with an unfair advantage. Andrea is not a great test taker, but her drive to excel academically drives her to ask Steve to meet up after one of his classes to learn some secondhand test taking skills. In an effort to avoid studying, Kelly convinces Brenda and Donna to do a self-administered breast exam. Brenda is terrified when she finds a small lump in her breast because Cindy's younger sister, Sheila, died of breast cancer two years before. Brenda had to miss the SATs because her procedure to remove the test... Sorry. It's only a test. It's only a test. (laughs) Brenda has to miss the SATs. Brenda. (laughs) Oh my god. Excuse me. Brenda has to miss the SATs because her procedure to remove and test her tumor is scheduled for the same day. Cindy is extremely worried, but Jim refuses to be scared until the test results tell him to be. Dylan, Brandon, Kelly, and Donna come over to support Brenda as she awaits the results of her test. But it was only a test. It was only a test. It's just a test. It's just a test. (laughs) (laughs) So if you didn't realize or notice... There's a lot of testing going on in there's, the episode. There's a lot of talking about testing. But it's only a test, so it's fine. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, though, every everything that Brandon does where he's just like, it's only a test. They can't, you can't study for this. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Like, Brandon is just Brandoning. Yeah, because, like, initially, like, right out the gate, He's trying to tell Steve, like, dude, you can't even study for the SATs. Like, this is pointless. Which is so not true. Yeah. You can do a lot of studying for the SATs. Yeah, he says something, like, early on in the episode where he's like, it's testing you on what you know, not what you can learn. Or, like, something like that. He's basically saying, like, it's only testing you on things you know. So if you don't know any more than what you know now, you're screwed. And I'm like, you can learn more vocabulary words. You can learn math. You can learn tricks to standardize tests. Yeah, they... Everything is like masticating, apotheosis, <laughs> malignant, benign. I know. I I saw that when they did that. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good job. Good job. Yeah. And so, okay. I think the first thing my question was, was like, so Stephen Brandon walking down the hall talking about that like SAT prep course or whatever. Yeah. The Alfred B. Cook or you be fried or whatever. Yeah, something so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it be dumb. <laughs> But I think he, Steve says, like, it's only $500, and Brandon's like, $500? Is that a lot? I couldn't remember. I was trying to think about that, because, like, the last time I had to pay for a prep course was for the CPA, and that was a lot more expensive, sure. but that's the CPA, not the SAT. And like, it's 2019. Yeah. 
Like, I, I genuinely do not remember what SAT prep costs. Me neither. I don't know if I took a, a prep course, though. I didn't do a course, but I had, like, the Princeton Review Yeah, books. I had the books. Yeah. I think I did Kaplan. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, honestly, $500 does not seem that insane, especially when he said it can raise your score 200 points or something like that. That's pretty significant, That's a lot. I feel. That's, like, the difference between, like, below 1000 and a above a thousand that's the what do they keep saying it's also the difference between princeton and pacoima oh yeah what the heck's pacoima <laughs> i looked it up it is a city is it and i actually ended up hearing it in like two other shows that i watched this week is it in california yeah okay so again our map of california would come in handy here <laughs> one day one day we'll, we'll learn it. geography <laughs> but yeah so essentially the whole premise like at least like how the episode's set up is you either can or you can't study for the SATs. Well, and the idea that everyone cares about the SATs, yeah, except for Brandon, yeah, it just like ugh, it bugs me. It's, it's just hit, weird. It, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense for Brandon. I was about to say I think it's a little out of character that he thinks not that he thinks you can't study for it, but that he doesn't care. Yeah. Because, like, he is the golden boy, right? He's portrayed as, like, caring about what his parents think, what people think well, in general. Well, like, there was a whole episode about, like, cheating on tests that he would do better and, like, spending all this time freaking out about studying and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, <laughs> thinking back to that, y- it makes sense that Brandon's like, Steve, I'm not going to listen to anything you say about tests. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to take your advice anymore. <laughs> yeah. That does but, like, make sense. It doesn't make sense that he's, like being mean to Andrea about it and like yeah oh man but with Andrea I identify so hard Uh, with her so hard (laughs) they come in and Brandon's like on a tirade initially and then Andrea's like wait why did why did you say that word to me why did you say masticated (laughs) why would you use that word why that word you're taking an SAT prep class I know it I know it and then you're just getting an unfair advantage and I can't get it because I'm a poor and I can't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Andrea treats SAT prep like drugs. Oh yeah, she's like, like crack. She's like, just like you're on it, aren't you? Yeah, you're on SAT prep. <laughs> Say crack again, <laughs> crack. <laughs> but yeah, but I identify because then when she like starts really freaking out, she's like, I'm a bad test taker. This is ugh. like she just really freaks out. I am also a bad test taker, so it's like I get the test anxiety on a whole different mm. level because. It has nothing to do with how smart you are or how capable you are. It's literally that the test psychs you out. Yeah, it's like, how quickly can you get through all of these questions? And, like, can you understand that there's a certain wording that, like, is meant to throw you off or Mm. or meant to find the quote-unquote best answer? Or, like, those questions always mess me up. It's like, what is the – pick the best answer or, like – whatever it was, I don't remember the exact wording, but like ones like that where it's like, these are all correct, but you have to p- pick But like the best one of them one. is more correct than yeah. the others. Yeah. No, I that hated That always those. messed me up. Because that was the thing, like, I'm actually pretty good at standardized tests mm-hmm. and even I hated taking these. Oh, I'm jealous of anyone that is good at it because I just would freak out for no reason. I'd know the material back and forth or like at least with the SATs, like my verbal was always better than my math. And, like, especially for our SATs, they added in the written portion. So mm. I, I, like, did great on both of those. But it was just the wording of it and the construction of the actual test itself mm-hmm. that just threw me way off. I was – I'm terrible at, like, the writing portions of these things. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to give me a prompt, I'm terrible at it. Like, part of the CPA exam is writing, and I think they've added a lot more of it now. When I took it, it was only in one section. 
and I'm pretty sure my essay mm-hmm. was like five sentences long. <laughs> I was I had nothing. Yeah, I can usually go on for days, but then the problem with that is you're just either repeating. You're, or... like, putting in stuff that they're going to mm-hmm. end up docking you for later. Like, that's that's what gets me about the writing. If you're just going to put four answers in front of me, yeah, like, it, I will pick an answer. Sure. But if you're just going to hand me a blank piece of paper. And say go. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I'm not good at it. But anyway, so... Yeah, Andre freaks out, and I get it. Brandon's still like, you shouldn't worry about this because you can't study anyway because it tests, like, you know, what you already know, blah, 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 blah. But then what we see is that we're now at Kelly's, and Donna, Kelly, and Brenda are studying for the SATs. Mm-hmm. They're, like, going through vocab problems Because, surprise, you can study for the SATs. Yeah. You, you can, can learn vocabulary. You can go through sample questions, like... Yeah. What and is the definition of apotheosis? Right, which I did not know. I didn't either, but now that she says Patrick Swayze is the apotheosis <laughs> of adorable, I will never forget it. Right. Now it's like, okay, that makes sense to me. But, which is actually hilarious because Kelly's like, well, yeah, if they put it all in like pop culture references, this is a breeze. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you just make this whole thing a dirty dancing reference, I got it. Which, to be fair, like that's a great way to, like if that helps you learn, then mm-hmm. that's a great way to do it because... I mean, that's why, like, mnemonic devices exist. That's why, you know, analogies exist. Because if you're able to relate something to your own life or something that you do feel comfortable with, then sure. Like, you're still learning it. It's just in a way that makes sense to you. When you did SAT prep, did you read the, like, SAT books to help you learn vocabulary that were, like, about vampires and zombies and stuff? No. Yeah, they were, like... I only read one of them, and it, I think it was a vampire book, but it was about, like, teenagers who were also vampires or something like that, hmm. but it was all in SAT vocab and had, like, the definitions of everything to help you, like, make it more relatable. Okay. That's cool. No, they were great. I remember, like, weirdly this memory in fifth grade, we had started learning, like, you know, $5 words or whatever, mm. you know, you call the bigger vocabulary words, and my teacher would always present them in a way that you know, when you sound out the word, it forms a story of some sort. Oh. So like capitulate is like to start war, basically, like or to like start an argument or something. And she would break down the word like cap, hit, you late or something like that and, and form those like words within the word to form a dialogue or a story or something to help you remember the word. And I mean, for like in a 10 or a 9 or 10 or however old you are in fifth grade, that makes more sense than just learning, like memorizing. Okay, this word, this word matches with this definition. Mm. So yeah, there's no, definitely like ways to study and yeah. like understand stuff. Well, and that's like Brandon, when... <laughs> stupid Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no, he drove me nuts. Like that whole thing. He was just like that annoying friend. Like, did you ever see the movie? Um, oh, I just watched it on TV the other day. Um, Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake, oh, where he's always yes. on the plane being like, did you know planes basically fly themselves? And they're <laughs> yeah. just like, you sound like an asshole. Stop it. Yeah. That was Brandon. Yeah. Like, Brandon is going to grow up to be this. At this point, I'm so at the point where I just don't take Brandon seriously. I like, can't. Yeah, otherwise I just get frustrated with, like, his boyness. Well, and it's – that's the problem is he is a teenage boy and right. I was never a teenage boy. Yeah, but I can't every, relate. <laughs> well, and every now and then, like – I feel like the writers just kind of change who he is, but yeah. then I'm like, but is, isn't that just what teenagers do? Well, so yeah. Like, I don't it's kind know. of an excuse a little bit, like, just to be like, okay, yeah, today we're going to have some raging hormones, and then tomorrow we're not. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. It's just all over the place. But, like, 
Kelly, Donna, and Brenda. Mm-hmm. Totally on board. I can totally oh, yeah. relate to like them sitting there trying to study and Kelly being like, but this magazine is more interesting. Although I don't know a single teen magazine that would have been like, have you done a breast exam lately? Yeah. The only one I could think of would be like Cosmo or something. Yeah. It might. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the kind of thing that Kelly reads. Like right. she's not reading Tiger Beat. She's or, reading Yeah. Cosmo. Like Teen Beat, Tiger Beat. Yeah. What is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't she's remember any other ones. I don't either. Yeah, she's definitely reading Cosmo, and I feel like that's where, it, yeah. But it was a good segue because, like, I guess in the article, it said malignant and benign, and those are, like, technically SAT prep words because they're yeah, honest, bigger words. When she said them, I was like, does she also have an, like, yeah. I didn't make the connection at first that she was reading it out of the book, but I was just like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. In, like, wrapping it all up together. Exactly. Um, I do have a question. Is that the same Kelly's room it's always been? Like, has Kelly's room changed? So I know it's definitely changed from the first episode. Because in the first episode, when she's talking to Brenda on the phone about Jason, she's like, it's like a much brighter room. And she's kind of like laying on the bed backwards, like talking on the phone. And it's like a light room. Like, it looks a little bit more like pale color like almost like the colors of these walls like the light blue or something like that Mm -hmm. but then in this it's like a much darker room more like it's brighter colors in the sense that they're loud colors but not like light colors soft colors yeah yeah yeah. i think it's been red for the past couple times yeah okay because i remember the episode where she was talking to brenda about like being sex safe and stuff like Mm -hmm. like make sure he's got the condom and all that good stuff yeah i think it it was was that same room room, yeah Yeah. but yeah it was definitely different though in the first first episode okay yeah because they they were sitting there and i was like whose room are they in and then <laughs> yeah. i realized that like okay it's kelly's room and i probably should recognize kelly's room by yeah. now but well i mean to be fair we've only had like a handful of scenes there like i think this might be the second or third that's maybe. fair okay yeah yeah but in there they're like okay so kelly found the breast exam uh and how to do it and it's like hey guys let's do it and she just starts like unbuttoning her shirt well because <laughs> She's, like, talking about it, and then Brenda just goes, my aunt died of breast cancer, Mm. and they're all just like, take her clothes off. Which, by the way, in the sleepover episode, Brenda said that she didn't know anybody that died. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a little inconsistent there, but Mm. whatever. Maybe she just forgot. (laughs) I don't know if you forget your aunt dying at 35 of cancer, especially if it only happened recently, right? Yeah, it was, like, two years. Yeah, she said two years ago. Yeah. Um... But yes, they all like sit there and they're doing this exam and Brenda lies to them when she feels that like you see it in her eyes like, oh my God, there's something there. Right. No, I'm fine. And then she goes home that night and walks into her parents' room in her cute little pajama set and their parents are sitting in their bed in their cute little pajama sets. And I was really hoping to see Brandon in his cute little pajama set. (laughs) It made me think of that game. Do you guys remember that game that's like, don't wake daddy yeah. or something? Because he's in like the little <laughs> nightcap or whatever. In his little pajama set. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jim with like the striped one, that actually might be what the game looked like too. I think so. Yeah. But yeah. So one line back in the, uh, in Kelly's room when they were doing the breast exam, like Kelly was like doing one and she's like, Brenda, you should make Dylan do this. <laughs> and I laughed because I was like, that's such a teenage girl thing to it's say, but also a teenage girl something thing. I'd say today <laughs> at 28. Like, oh, yeah. No, I, I love just like the little comments mm-hmm. of just like Brenda and Dylan are together and they talk about it. Exactly. Like, it makes me so happy. 
Oh, same. I love all that stuff. And it's such, like, good representation of female friendships. Oh, yeah. Because we all talk about, like, guys don't talk about that stuff. Absolutely. At least I don't think they do. I don't think so. I don't think John talks about that when he talks to people. Yeah. I mean, John talks about D&D when he talks to people. <laughs> yeah. About it. But, like, we talk about literally anything and, and everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, so it's fun. we have a podcast. That's right. We're talking about anything and everything right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brenda freaking out about something is so relatable. I thought that too when she's, you know, she's not being a hypochondriac. No. Like there is something there, right? But this would be me. Like, I do remember in high school, like, feeling a lump like a bump on the top of my mouth and it was probably like right. I had hit hit it with like a pen or something but I was just like well I have mouth cancer now I'm dying this yeah. is it oh yeah I catastrophize things so I like if I would have found something I would be like what is this I'm dying it's a silent killer it's already too bad like we're we're, we're going downhill here we go this yeah, is how this it starts it. yeah <laughs> this is the end for me you all can have my stuff yeah I had a dream you were in it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and like Brenda goes into their rooms like, mom, you know, I want to go talk to you in private and like tells her about it and says the word breast so many times. (laughs) It's always breast, 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 breast. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say I don't know how comfortable I would feel with my mom just like checking for it too. Like I know that's a normal thing and I'm sure in this scenario my mom would have been like, well, let me feel it too. Maybe it's like just something I'm aware of. But I was just like. I don't know if I'd want anybody touching me. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just not I'm not a touchy person. Well, but I would agree. Like, I, and even me, I'm a little bit more touchy, I would say. But, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's my no-no square. Like, yeah. <laughs> just don't go there. So I don't know that I would have felt comfortable either. Like, just me and my doctor. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, even the doctor I don't like. Right. Like, it's when, a little awkward. when they're doing the exam and they're talking and I'm just, like, looking in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Like, never make eye contact. Never make <laughs> eye contact. Just stare at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm glad they're talking about it, you know, like, being realistic. I mean, even with the girls, like Kelly, Donna, and Brenda, it's, like, it's a really important conversation to have, even though, like, 16, 17, whatever, is young. Mm-hmm. It's not out of possibility, Well, and so what I thought was interesting is, like, yeah, it's kind of – it's genetic. If you have genetic markers and, like, someone in your family has died early of Mm -hmm. cancer, you should be getting all of that stuff tested. Absolutely. And, you know, I think 16 was probably the first time that I went to a gynecologist. And so, like, I would have had the whole exam done. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was wondering, you know, like – at what point would they start taking Brenda to a doctor? Yeah, because she's got it on her maternal side with uh, two people. Two people. Because it was her aunt and her grandma. Grandma, yeah. And that's – so my grandmother recently passed away from ovarian cancer, So, but she's my paternal grandmother. So it's, like, less of a concern, but I still, like, as soon as, like, she was diagnosed, like, I told my OBGYN, I was like, hey, by the way, this is now a thing in my family. Yeah. <laughs> so – yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's important. And I will say I did look it up and I know that like BRCA testing and all of that mm. didn't really come around until after this episode came out. So a lot okay. of the things that I know about like testing for breast cancer and seeing if you're going to get it um, based on genetics was not around, Sure, I think. Well, and that makes a lot more sense because I feel like in the episode, Cindy and Jim and even Brenda 
to some extent we're all like well she's way too young like this would this is not this shouldn't even be a thing for you Mm -hmm. and I'm like well no it could be but that's my 2019 knowledge yeah in today's world being like okay yes it is Jeanette like you said all the testing that's available now all the markers well and even just like 23 and me kind of stuff yeah that too for sure because you can I think 23 I mean like all those genetic testings you can have them like you can look for BRCA1 and BRCA2 Mm. and it's the only part I know about it. Right. And I I heard about it in another TV show, and I cannot remember what show it was. Because hmm. one of them is like, even if you have the gene, if you have kids, you're less likely to get cancer. But I don't remember if it's oh, one or two. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I might cut all this out because I don't remember any of it. Well, or fans, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> you can fact check this. <laughs> we'll let you. That was it. Fact check this, but don't tell me when I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. Fact yeah. check it for yourself. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, DM me and then <laughs> I won't tell her. <laughs> don't tell me anything. Um, I had a little bit of a girl logic thing going on. Um, so, you know, Brenda tells mom, like, don't tell dad. I don't want him to know mostly because she was embarrassed. Like, which, you know, I, I get the embarrassment. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a it's again on your no-no square you yeah, don't want no, anyone thinking I, anything's wrong with your no-no square I was gonna say, as far <laughs> as i'm concerned my parents don't know anything about this. exactly yeah like, they just don't so i get that part for sure and so she's like please don't tell him of course she tells him immediately it's 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 her husband i get it like well and it's brenda's dad yeah exactly and, like you're gonna have to make a doctor's appointment and all of this kind of stuff like that's your daily life right i get it the problem is, is that Cindy and Jim are, like, talking about it, like, outwardly in the kitchen the next morning. And so Brenda comes downstairs and, like, freaks out. Um, and she's like, why uh, why did you tell her? Or, like, where did you tell him or whatever? And um, Jim's like, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to tell me. And Brenda's like, well, I just, I just didn't want you to get upset about it. And Jim goes, I'm not upset. And, she, and Brenda's like, well, why not? <laughs> it's like, girl logic. Yes. <laughs> I could identify with that so hard. Well, and I just, oh, I loved the whole thing because that's when Jim is like, well, it could be an ingrown hair. And she's like, an ingrown hair on my breast? <laughs> yes, like, this is why I didn't want to tell you. You're so embarrassing, Dad. Poor Cindy is all I have to say about that. <laughs> if he doesn't know that there's not boob hair. <laughs> well, and like, the idea that, they wouldn't know the difference between an ingrown hair and a lump inside of the boob. Right, because let's be real, if you had an ingrown hair on your boob, it's probably the only hair on your boob. Well, and it's going to be a real obvious thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to be like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim. Hilarious. That's not how boobs work. But you could also tell he was just trying to be like, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to say the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if... If I was in this situation and I was the dad, I'd be like, oh, coffee, I'm going to go. Oh, time for work. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of surprised Jim wasn't like, are you sure it's not a nipple? Because (laughs) those are bumps on boobs. (laughs) Let's be real. He doesn't know where the nipple is. Oh, Jim. I mean, they did have that whole slump a little while ago. Maybe he just forgot. Yeah. He's like, "Mm, I don't know where anything is. (laughs) What's what's a boob? My knowledge of titty anatomy is severely (laughs) lacking. Oh, I also wish they had said any of those words other than breast. They said breast so many times. They did. Breast, 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 breast. Brusta. For the <laughs> <breast>. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of weird, like, how breast 
heavy <laughs> the episode was and even in the magazine like when they had they like zoomed in on the pictures i did notice it was like, that it was like the oh. full pictures and i, I, I was thought, like i'm kind of surprised i was too this. i was surprised they could get away with it i think the reason they could like i don't know how standards and practices works and whatnot mm-hmm. but i bet they could get away with it with the idea of you know we're teaching a young audience about cancer sure. and like Quite literally, if they recorded this and paused it, like, they could see how to do the test themselves, True. I guess. That's probably true. No, that's a good point. I was just a little surprised just because it's, like, broadcast yeah. TV. No, it was just, like, pictures of boobies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving along. Um. Yeah, so that's the next day, mm-hmm. and Cindy's like, oh, we have to find a doctor because they haven't done it yet. Yeah. And they need to find somewhere to get Brenda in. And I do think it's really interesting they have not found doctors yet. Yeah. Like, they don't have – I mean, because it seems like we don't know about, like, a GP or something. But, yeah, they don't ha- – lucky the Walshes haven't gotten sick yet. Yeah. I, I mean, mean – What did they do about Brandon when he got that cold? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Did they just make him stay home? <laughs> just sit there. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just rub some dirt on it. I mean, I guess – you know, it could be, like, a different, like, they would have a GP for stuff like colds mm-hmm. or, like, an ENT, but you need an OBGYN for this. Oh, yeah, like, right? specialized. Yeah. But anyway, they don't have one, and Cindy's freaking out, and she gets one from Jim's clients. Like, I... Yeah, it's, like, soliciting... The- that Doctor. seemed really weird. Like, I don't know. I'd feel a little uncomfortable if my tax accountant was like, who's your gynecologist? Yeah. Do you have a wife... Does she have one of those lady doctors? <laughs> I'm in the market. I do imagine that just being a very uncomfortable thing of Jim being like, I believe it's called a, a gynecologist? A gynecology. <laughs> I, I don't know this word. Do you know what this word is? Like a genologist. <laughs> have you, uh, has your wife ever had boob hair? <laughs> Tell me who probes your wife's vag every year. <laughs> Who, say I had breasts, (laughs) who would I go to to talk about it? (laughs) Yeah. Direct me to the nearest titty doctor. Yeah, Yeah, it's just the most uncomfortable thing. Like, I would just be like, I don't think we should work together anymore. Right? Like, just look in the phone book. Yeah. Like, ask Anna. This, this is why Cindy needs more friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like she could have called if she was friends with the other girl's mom. She could have called Kelly's mom or Donna's mom or Andrea's mom. Anybody's mom. Yeah. Oh, I guess at that point. I don't know. Whatever. She mm-hmm. could have called anybody. Mm-hmm. But no, she's like, Jim, I need you to take care of this for me. Go have a very uncomfortable conversation <laughs> in the office. Yeah, like men today are still uncomfortable, like mentioning things like tampons or like god forbid they actually have to buy some and i can't imagine what it would be like in 91 to have to like inquire about a lady doctor well and that's the whole stereotype for tv shows right like Mm -hmm. that's the whole trope of like i didn't know what to buy you so i bought you like seven times seven kinds of maxi pads (laughs) yeah i wanted tampons dad yeah exactly but i don't know but they do find one they and do find one, and Cindy shows up 
to the classroom. Oh my god, to yeah. To pull her kid out. She's so embarrassed. Oh, I know. Poor Brenda. And it's a different science teacher. Oh yeah, new science which teacher. Alert. I guess like maybe it's a new class because it's supposed to be later in the year, like April or something. Well, but, and like, I think Donna's in this class. I did notice that. Yeah. But yeah, it just it just seems so ridiculous to me that they're like, well, we're going to put them in class. Got to get a new teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was funny when she pulls her out of class. She's like, I got you a doctor. We got an appointment to the girl doctor, like a female doctor. And she's like, she's a woman and like gets super <laughs> excited. And I'm like, yeah, like as a 16 year old, if I had I'd to go to a lady so doctor, much more comfortable. Whew. oh, yeah, I still go to only a lady because I don't want a man down there. I mean, that's just my my gynecologist practice is all females Mm -hmm. i've been to like five of them but i did think it was interesting that she got an appointment so quickly for like a new patient i've never gotten an appointment that quickly i don't think i have either except if it's like an emergency like one time i had to go to the dermatologist really quickly because it was something i'm not gonna say what it is here because gross but (laughs) (laughs) well and hipaa yeah, that too, patient records and such. But I had to, it was like a kind of an emergency, so I got in the next day. But, you know, I, I would not deem this, quote unquote, an emergency. I mean, certainly it's very scary and unsure, but it's not, you know. It's not an emergency. Yeah, she's not dying. Yes. She yeah. doesn't need to call 911, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so it is, an, is it, is it ugh, man. I know. We're both just blah, blah, blah. It is interesting that she was able to get, as a new patient, a an appointment the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But she does. And I loved that doctor. I did, too. She was awesome. I Very straightforward. Like I liked her little, like, pad thingy she mm-hmm. got out. I also like how she was like, Mom, can you leave the room for a minute? And then, like, makes Brenda, not makes her, but, like, tries to get Brenda to trust her mm-hmm. and be like anything you tell me like it's just between us yeah we have to build a relationship because mm-hmm. I'm about to be in your no-no zone yeah exactly <laughs> and so I do appreciate that because like as a 16 year old I feel like you there might be some things that you wouldn't want to talk about in front of your mom or it might be uncomfortable but a doctor is like an unbiased opinion who's supposed mm-hmm. to be your caretaker like caregiver whatever it is and it's important to trust them because if you don't feel comfortable talking to your mom about it, you should talk to your doctor about well, it. And even later, um, I don't know if it was, I think it was still this time when Cindy is like, I would like to talk to you out in the hallway. And yeah. the doctor's like, I can't talk to you about Brenda without Brenda present. Exactly. Loved it. Yeah. So good on you, doctor. We didn't know your name. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Donner. Dr. Donner. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dr. Donner. And I just love that she was like, let's get Cindy out of this room because her anxiety is just mm, ruining yeah. this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's get Brenda a little bit more at ease by getting this anxious ball of mess out of the room. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Because Cindy was really freaking out, like putting all her I shit mean, on Brenda. I, I get it. But yeah, like we're saying, you know, probably tone it down in front of Brenda. Right, exactly. Like, like we, what she initially did, like, when she was helping Brand- Branda. I did it, too. Everyone. <laughs> uh, when she was initially helping Brenda, f- like, find and, like, feel it out, mm. she was kind of calm. She was like, it's okay, we're all good. And then she freaked out to Jim separately. Yeah, and I do get the feeling that, like, letting herself freak out at that point probably let it build up and get more in her head. Definitely. And she got to realize... Like, oh my God, my sister did die of breast cancer. Like, mm-hmm. this is absolutely a possibility. My daughter can't die. Like, oh yeah, you know, getting all of that, I can, I can see that happening. Yeah, she certainly spiraled. And I mean, for 
understandable reasons. Like, yeah. I'm not blaming Cindy at all. Just, like, you know, try to keep it cool for your kid because your kid's also freaking out, too. Yeah. No, Brenda handled a lot of it like a champ. Like, she even really with the needle. Like, Oh, yeah. Because, well, yeah, they <laughs> showed funny. they showed the, like, giant needle. It was huge. It was like a freaking epidural. Ugh. Yeah, that thing was huge. No, I didn't like it at all. I, I don't look anytime they have to give mean like shots or anything yeah i think one time i looked when they were just like taking blood and i was mm-hmm. like oh now i get why you pass out sometimes <laughs> oh, i love watching them draw my you blood do? yeah oh, I, hate God. It. I find it so interesting i feel like i would love being a phlebotomist <laughs> <laughs> i like the word phlebotomist oh, yeah. i love that word phlebotomy. <laughs> i yeah. love i love i'll say it 14 times but no like we you can get your blood drawn at work to like They'll run, like, cholesterol tests and, like, just basic stuff. And if you do it, you get money off on your insurance. And so I do it every time they offer it. But, like, every time I look away and then they're like, oh, I'm done. And I look and I'm like, that used to be in my arm. (laughs) That's not where that goes. You look at the vial of blood and you're just like, whoa. (laughs) It's like a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not. It's the tiniest little thing. I know. Yeah, every time. I hate it. And she's like, ow. It's like, I didn't do anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, I have actually got a lidocaine injection very recently, so mm-hmm. I know, like, you don't feel shit. Oh, dang. Yeah. I you don't... feel the lidocaine. Lidocaine's actually a really unpleasant shot, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only, like, that I know of, like, I've had two, like, moles removed um, because they were potentially, like, skin cancerous. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I did, like, I have one on my tummy and one on my shoulder, and they just use, like, a numbing agent. And yeah. But I do think they, like, did a topical numbing and, like, a little Yeah, injection. that's because I had one removed off my head, and I think they did the topical and then did an injection to cut yeah. it out. But I remember still kind of feeling something on my shoulder because it's, like, you know, near bone, and it's mm. a lot more sensitive area, but my tummy was, like, good. Well, that was even the thing. I think they did do a topical before they gave me the lidocaine injection mm-hmm. when I had my implant removed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I still felt the lidocaine. But oh, just, yeah. But, I mean, after that, like, they literally cut into my arm and then had right. to dig something out. Oh, yeah. And, like... Nothing. Yeah. Didn't feel. Did not look either. Right. Well, good. Didn't then, look at a single thing. Because I definitely feel like if you look at it, you can feel it more. Because yeah. now you know, like, it's like your brain is making the connection to what's happening. Mm-hmm. So then you, quote unquote, feel it more. Yeah. No, because she showed it to me after she pulled it out. And I think it's some sort of, like, other people get reassurance that, like, okay, this is the whole thing. It's totally out of your arm. It's oh, gone. And yeah. I was just like, you just pulled that big thing out of my arm? I felt everything. <laughs> Now I have a huge gaping hole in my arm. Yeah, no, I was convinced. I was like, ugh. Yeah. But yeah, no, Brenda crushed it. She, she did. She was doing so good. But then what they realize is like, okay, we actually do have to get a biopsy and yeah, then we have to a, take like, it out. Liquid cyst or whatever it exactly. was. Yeah, they want to get the biopsy on it, which they schedule for, they said Soon. Saturday or something, right? Yeah, it was really, really quickly after. Just, kind of awesome i've never been to a doctor that's open on a saturday i think maybe i had but it was like during the summer or something like when school was out or i don't mm. i don't know maybe my pediatrician like once upon a time but definitely not like a specialist yeah i was gonna say my doctors all have those hours of like we're open from seven to one with a three-hour lunch break yeah. and we're closed on mondays wednesdays and fridays good luck yeah that's so strange to me yeah 
But yeah, it was, so it gets a little bit more ominous because this is actually a thing where she has to have, like, surgery to take it out, basically. Yeah, there has to be, like, an actual incision into her body. Exactly. And And that means that this thing is more serious because mm -hmm. they wouldn't even mess with it if it wasn't serious or potentially serious down the road. Yeah, and so when when they go home later... And Cindy's telling Jim, and they keep saying that it's because of the onions that they're tearing up, but they're, like, kind of crying a little bit. Which, that's a good way to make it seem like it's not that big a deal. Like, oh my god, the onions. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, the sign of them actually trying to keep things calm. Yeah. So, it's like, they do a good job. They just, they're human, and sometimes they mess up. Yeah. (laughs) No, it it all seemed very realistic, and I was totally okay with it. I will say, mom trying to grab for that knife while dad is cutting the onions gave me a lot of anxiety i was like this is scarier than the breast cancer that's funny i didn't even notice oh no she like went for it and i just like literal flashbacks i just stabbed my husband a week ago (laughs) whoops no absolute flashbacks i was just like this is terrible oh so bad yeah well now Uh i understand that um bs they're talking while they get ready for dinner and then what is it like Brenda comes in and sees them crying and then Brandon comes in from work which makes no sense that he left for work at the end of school and is home for dinner like what kind of shift is that interesting well maybe they get out because like I don't remember when my high school got out but maybe he gets out at like two or something where it's like kind of early so he still gets I mean it's still a short shift right I was gonna say we got out at 245 so I feel like the earliest I could have been at work would have been like 330 Mm because I can't imagine they'd be like work at 315 kind of a thing sure but even then if it was like 330 I'd usually work until close like they weren't going to bother having multiple people come in for shifts right or maybe they have a later dinner I don't know plus I don't know maybe just doesn't add up it just doesn't make sense because like You'd think that if he's going in after school, he'd be working a dinner shift. Yeah, and that's dinner right. service what got me. End until like ten. Yeah, he works mm. in a restaurant. Right. So right. like, it wouldn't make sense that he would work in like the slow time. Hmm. I mean, maybe he went into like roll silverware, like do a like side work shift or, it was or something. Slow. He got cut early. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever. It who just knows? it stood out to me. Maybe um, it just doesn't make sense because <laughs> sometimes the show does that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he comes home and that's when he sees everyone being like sad and like tearing up and everyone has to say the word breast. Right. All the time. Everyone says breast. I mean, the concern that everyone feels, I mean, because like you do see like, like Jason Priestley does a really good job here, I think, Mm -hmm. when he comes home and actually like is starting to understand what's going on. Yeah. Because he makes me believe, like, wait a minute, okay, Brandon actually really does love his yeah, sister. Yeah, he really cares about her. Yeah, like, they're probably best friends, mm-hmm. like, in some regard. And, yeah, so I thought Jason Priestley did a really good job. But then everyone else, too, like, because I think it's the next day at school when Dylan... Well, yeah, when they all have to tell everybody because we got to talk about Andrea. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because that's when... Like, she goes to see him, mm-hmm. and she's like, Steve's not here, right? I have to tell you something. And he's like, well, I have to tell you this. And That's she's right. just like, well, forget about me. Right, right, right. And then, like, yeah, Brenda tells Kelly and Donna, mm-hmm. and, like, they freak out, too. Like, why didn't you tell us? Kelly does not handle it very well. No, she's not okay. Yeah, she just, her reaction is so weird. It, it yeah understandable but weird yeah yeah, it was just weird um i did like how they each kind of had their people Mm -hmm. you know like brandon had andrea 
And then Brenda has Kelly and Donna. Like, they're their people at this point. Well, and I like that Brandon told Andrea because, I, like, his other people are Dylan and Steve. And it's not his business to tell Dylan. And I don't think yeah. Steve would have reacted. I think it would have been weird if they had put Steve in that situation. Yeah, because like, there's really no connection there. Well, and, yeah, I think, like, Steve probably would – they would have given him the right reaction. Mm-hmm. He would have handled it really well. It just – I don't think that would have been the right person. I like that mm-hmm. it was Andrea. No, I agree with that. And then we get to see Brenda at her locker and Dylan comes behind her just being normal, like cute relationship. Yeah, he goes to hug her and she's like, don't touch me. Yeah. She's and freaking out about her body. Exactly. And he freaks out. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she tells him and it's re- his reaction's like really sweet. You know, he's like trying to. Be like, no, well, we're going to figure this out. Like, You'll be like, okay. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, because I, I will say when they got there later and, like, they go to the house and he's mm-hmm. like, I want to be there at the hospital with you. Everything's going to be okay. And she's like, you wouldn't even touch me earlier. Yeah. But, like, it – okay, I say it was weird, but literally it coming out of my mouth right now, I'm thinking that's probably a normal teenage relationship reaction of, mm-hmm. like, this is something important that – People don't really know how to navigate, and especially oh, yeah. not when you're 16. For sure. So. Well, and I feel like, I mean, there's a difference in, like, so I just watched Dead to Me. I don't know if you've watched it yet. No, I haven't watched that one yet. Okay, so I'm, I probably won't say it. But basically, I think there's a difference in initially finding out and not, and reacting in a way that, like, you don't want to touch them because, like, Dylan's probably thinking, like, I don't want to break you. Or, like, I don't yeah. want to make the problem worse. Not because you're gross. Yeah, he's not wrong. thinking, like, I'm going to catch the breast cancer. Yeah, he's just like, well, now I don't want to do anything to potentially make this worse. There's a difference in that and then literally thinking you're gross if you have cancer or if you yeah. have to have surgery for something or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. So I don't blame Dylan, but I do understand Brenda's reaction. She's like, well, just five seconds ago, you didn't want anything to do with me. Now you're coming to the hospital with me? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, but also she's freaked out. So her emotions are probably swinging, you know, from one to the next pretty quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, it totally I – mean, it all tracks. Yeah. It all made sense. But I did not like that Dylan said – I love you. Because that was the first time he ever said it. Oh, that was the first time. First time. So I don't love it because literally she reacts right after, you're just saying that, like, because of this or whatever. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, he actually probably because Yeah, he probably is. And I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't feel it. Mm -hmm. He's just probably saying it because he's scared. Yeah. And he's thinking that maybe this will help alleviate some of Brenda's fears. Mm -hmm. But I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah. No, I don't like that either. Now that you said it. I don't think it was bad. Like, I don't think Dylan's bad for saying it. I think it was inappropriate timing. Yes. It was just bad timing. Yeah. For it's sure. It's just, it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, what I did love about the whole thing is the dream that Brenda has that night. Curse of Brenda's dreams. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> One more time. And it, it had a really Heather's feel to it. Yeah. If you ever saw Heather's and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. dream sequences in Heather's. Sure. Which she was in. Yeah, right, right, right. So, right. like, yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. Was it before or after this? It was before. Heather's was? Mm-hmm, yeah, it was, like, 89, I think. Okay, cool. So that's kind of on the nose, then. Yeah, no, I, like, it had such a Heather's feel to it. And I actually meant to look up, like... It's very, it, like, macabre, you know, Well, and it feel. was, it was, like, that weirdness. I don't know the right word that I want to use, but, like, in Heather's, like, you know, they 
have all the kids from school at funerals and here they have the funeral at the school where everyone's taking the SAT and they're all answering SAT questions about Brenda. Yeah. Like Dylan is, I guess. Which is such a good take on like female self-esteem. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) the questions were being asked and it's like she's finally, quote unquote, learning what people actually think about her. Mm -hmm. But it's just a like uh projection of her own fears of what people actually think about her and it's like one of them to brandon i think was like how long does it take you to miss me or something like that and she's like what you you forgot about me after a day (laughs) i'm like dude he's your twin but like clearly she's got an insecurity around something yeah so i i totally get that probably like the one of the few times that her mortality is really like at the forefront of her mind. Mm-hmm. She went skydiving. You can technically die skydiving, especially if you go oh, by yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. She was in the war. <laughs> I mean, she's been through stuff. She's seen things. <laughs> Hilarious scene. But, oh, like, I in a it. in a not funny, funny way, but, like, a, like, a, like, not ha-ha funny, just funny. It's dark in, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. much so. Um, yeah. And then I'll ends up being okay like she gets the surgery and it's, it's like very easy mm-hmm. they like they even tell her like she's not gonna have the stitches out like they'll come out on their own exactly I, and then i will say when they're all back at the house and kelly and donna show up with like the baskets and stuff oh my god and then brenda picks it up i was like you just had surgery don't carry things yeah like just like chill like let, go sit let down kelly do that right just, place it yeah i also love that kelly showed up with a fruit basket yeah like in a huge ass flower arrangement from donna or whatever like those things are expensive yeah (laughs) they're just like look how much we love or how much more we love you than dylan does (laughs) i don't know when okay so when dylan shows up at the hospital and is like i had to go to five hospitals to find you why didn't he just ask brandon yeah he could have just called like come on and i also love how much they for like freaked out about brandon and brenda like skipping the sats like they couldn't just take them later sure like they can't take them that day with their friends at their high school but like there's a ton of sat test days oh yeah like i would always have to take the sat on a saturday at a school that was not mine it was like at a quote-unquote testing center or whatever but it was like another school yeah i didn't take it at my school i didn't either yeah so like but yeah you can take them all the time they have them every few months they have them like in a lot of different places. Which is a, another one of, like, everyone freaking out about the SATs. Like, you can take them multiple times. Definitely. Like, I took them twice. I think I took mine twice. That sounds right. Two mm-hmm. or three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took mine right. twice. I think the funniest part to me in this whole episode, besides the, when Kelly was like, you should have Dylan do this, um, was at the very end when she gets the call from the doctor with the all clear like mm-hmm. you're good it's just you have elevated levels of estrogen and oh, she gets yeah, off the phone she's like i guess my hormones are raging and dylan over there peanut gallery is like tell me about it in front of her parents <laughs> and, and brandon her like whacks them like elbows them in the rib like <laughs> i loved it i did love it oh it made me laugh so much like <laughs> i think they do a really good job with dylan humor and that's like furthering my thought that it's partially luke perry and which makes me really happy because he's like got the cheesy dad jokes like rolling in hot all the time. He's so great. I know it. Uh, it makes me happy. It's like some of my happiest parts of this show. Um, yeah. Um, you know what the happiest part of this show was for me was this week was that when Andrea asks Steve for help. Oh my God! We finally see Andrea with like someone else that's not I, Brandon. And it felt so 
on brand for her of like yeah. her running after them and being like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, you're going to take that? You're in that class? Can I pick your brain for it? <laughs> yeah. She's so desperate. Please give me your number and address. Right. Like, right. I will come over at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock sound good? Yeah. Like she is literally like secondhand. She's like freebasing SAT prep. <laughs> yeah. Like, just give it to me. Right. No, that's hilarious. And I actually like that. I mean, Steve is Steve, the spoiled slut. Again, when he's <laughs> Are like, "Are you asking me for a date?" <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like he still says, "Like, okay, sure, like I'll help you out." Like that's that's nice. I mean, yeah. even though like back on that same episode, that was the cheating episode. Even though it was for a bad thing, cheating, he's still helping. The intention Brandon. was yeah. good. So I feel like Steve, like he just doesn't know how to necessarily be a, a completely good guy. He's but a, it's there. He's a lovable scumbag. Yeah. That's what I wrote in my notes this week. Aww. And I was like, that actually really works. Spoiled yeah. slut, lovable scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, sure, just come over. Like, yeah. here's my address. I'll see you later. Whatever. Yeah, like, no big deal. Yeah. And she goes over there and I love that every time Andrea takes her glasses off, boys are just like, who is this? Woman. <laughs> yeah. What? I know. It's pretty interesting. I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, but like notice her with her glasses because she's still beautiful. But Yeah, she's great. But then it's like, okay, I get it. You're a teenager. But like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. When he kissed her. Ooh. What? That that went very like zero it got, to eighty, like, like yeah, zero fast. to a hundred in like two point five. Yeah, and then she's just like, oh, I have to go, and yeah, he like no, flops down on the bed and just like, I still got it. He's like, ah, like screams or whatever. Like I don't think anything is gonna come of it because nothing seems to follow week to week to week. But right. nothing would make me happier than a secret Steve and Andrea relationship. Astandria. Astandria. <laughs> Stondria. We got it. I like it. Stondria, Standria. But, <laughs> like, uh, just imagine they're both at school and she's like, oh, I I, uh, I have an interview I have to go do. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I got a whatever. And then they meet in the janitorial closet to just go make out really hard and be like, oh. we can't tell Brandon about this. This is so wrong. I should be studying. That would be hilarious. I would love it so much. Well, and, you know, when they stepped into Andrea's office um the hallway (laughs) (laughs) and they're like talking about like we can't it's fine like everything's okay like we're not gonna tell anyone about it but this is fine we're not gonna acknowledge it it happened whatever bye and then the teacher comes out i was like will you two lovebirds come in and And they were just like what brandon and kelly are like lovebirds that was my favorite (laughs) just like that they're sitting next to each other and they just like put their heads really close in like the little desk hallway and they're just like love birds like it was like actually cute i was like okay so like steve and i mean brandon and kelly are like friends too like Mm -hmm. i'm liking that we're getting more into everyone yeah Yeah. no i just (laughs) i will i will never get over stondria Stondria. i stand stondria yeah (laughs) yeah no i thought it was hilarious and i actually i mean obviously andrea andrea no that's not her name andrea would be great for steve andrea because, like, he, she could probably figure out how to pull good guy Steve out of him. Well, and, and like, he could probably him. get her to, like, chill out a little right. bit. Right. Or, like, have a little fun. Like, it's definitely it's got the vibe of, like, a Dawson's Creek, Joey Pacey vibe to me. Sure. You haven't watched it? I fell asleep <gasps> every single episode I tried to oh watch. Oh, my God. That's so good. It's so good. Okay. We'll do that one next. Yeah. Dawson's yeah, Creek. Yeah, we can. We totally can. 
It was like 90s, like early 2000s, but we can do it. All right. So, I I mean, I think that's it. I don't think I, I think have it anything is. else. Yeah, that's all the notes I have. Um. Okay, so what would you rate the episode? What would you grade the episode? You know, it's hard to say. This one I, I struggled with because I was like, it was kind of a boring-ish episode, but I feel like it had some good things in it. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about the friendship and the importance of, like, checking your health and yeah. all that stuff and, like, showing... That people actually give a shit about Brenda, and it's not always, like, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they dropped everything for Brenda. Yeah. Including and I really, Brandon dropping yeah. everything. And I really enjoyed that, because I'm like, okay, yeah, like, Bren- Brandon's, like, cool, I guess, but Brenda's really cool, too. Um, so, long story short, I guess, like, a B? Yeah, I was going to do a B minus. Yeah, I B was thinking about hair. it. Ooh, boob hair. Yeah, no, I came ready this time. You for did. Be for Never Bresta. again. <laughs> but yeah. So B yeah. and B minus. Yeah. I feel like that's about right. I feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I think boob minus. This was fine. Boob minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Good job. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say about that anymore. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So, okay. What's next week? Next week, we have season one, episode 19, April is the cruelest month. Okay. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, that doesn't tell me anything. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even a little bit. But that's fine. All we'll right. find out. <laughs> yeah. Listen to us next week. And while you're waiting, feel free to leave us a five-star review and rating on itunes yeah and follow us yeah because you know if you give us a review on itunes we'll shout you out definitely um but otherwise you can still comment like share all that good stuff on social media share like subscribe yeah share yeah all that good stuff all the verbs Mm -hmm. um you can do it and you can find us at back to podcast on most things on instagram and twitter or our email is back to podcast at gmail.com that's b-a-c-k-t-o podcast at gmail.com All right, so I will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya.